breaking news. A second golden ticket has been found. And here to tell us all about it is our mistress of all matters, Wonka, Cherry Sunday. Cherry, where are you? Cherry, I'm in England. Our winner is 12. She likes ballet. She's the daughter of a peanut billionaire, and her name is Veruca Salt. Mr. Salt, tell all. As soon as Mr. Wonka made his announcement, my Veruca expressed a very keen interest in the competition. I want a ticket now! How can I possibly refuse? When Veruca says... Now! The sweat forms on my brow, and when Veruca says... Again! No matter where or when, we'd better all kowtow to... No, now, again! When Veruca says... Out! There's no reasonable doubt, and when Veruca says... Fetch! There's no time to go fetch, and when Veruca says... Obey! You better find a way to make a dollar stretch for... Out! Fetch! Obey! Now, when she heard of Wonka's price, she started to attack. So I told my peanut shellers, here's a tougher nut to crack. You've each a thousand Wonka bars, start shelling them at once. For when Veruca's happy, it's much better for her pappy. For 40 days and 40 nights, the ladies tried to pick it. And always to the musical. I want a golden ticket! I want a golden ticket! And then a girl cried out, and in a hand, a panacea. A golden ticket on display, and what did sweet Veruca say? Daddy, yes. buy me North Korea! Uh, when Veruca says, Bye. it's like a battle cry. And when Veruca says, Mine. well, I'm jelly for a spine. And if Veruca said, I'd know it was a tease before her. And when she finally falls asleep, we'll pray and say amen. Till tomorrow when it all begins. What's all this then? He says with an accent that couldn't fool anyone in London. Why do you suppose everyone was asking me where I was from overseas? Is it because of my smooth talking radio voice? Obviously. Oh my god, next week the big football show. I'm not ready, but I better be because it's set in stone. Let's talk about all of this today in an all new podcast that starts now. Oh my God! I'm so sorry, everybody. I had to sit through that opening. It's like we're back. I didn't. I don't know what I was thinking. I didn't think it would last that long, and uh, I, I, maybe I made a mistake on that. And maybe I'll switch it. Anyway, I am here. It is Dave Jessica. I'm back from London. I made it, and I am with my gorgeous best pal, Ashley. Everybody. Hey. And make sure you talk into the microphone. So What's up, everybody? Yeah. You can move it closer to you if you want. All right. I know you've never done this before, but she's so <laughs> lovely and she's here, and I can't, it's so embarrassing. I, I was playing that first thing, and she's just, yeah. How long is this going? Uh, you know, I, I don't think Ashley's more of a, a show tune folk, and and I feel like an idiot playing that stupid, horrible thing from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory before I do a big football show. You know, for the people that are listening, <laughs> it's so embarrassing. I mean, everybody on this show knows I like musical theater, but um, 
Yeah, so we went to see Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Obviously, I'll tell you everything about London, but uh, that was one of the songs. That was the Veruca Salt song, and now you know it sucks. Because <laughs> the best thing about the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is the Veruca Salt song, which I want it now, which they don't have in the show. <laughs> How do you do a show about Willy Wonka? You don't put, I want a party. I want it now. I mean, that's not, that sucked. You heard the opening. That was horrible, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, something's got to be done about And that show's coming to New York, and... Um, it's not that good. <laughs> but here we are. Yes. <laughs> Ashley, thank you so much for joining me today. Of course. I really appreciate it because um, I just felt like I needed somebody to talk to today. You know, I want to tell the story about London and about what happened. And uh, I just I felt like I needed an audience. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you again for being here. Ashley's the best. Now, you're kind of a living legend on this show because, um, as you may or may not know, when I do the show, I rip everyone a new asshole. <laughs> I mean, all the time. That's all I do on this show, and people get angry at me, and deservedly so, because I'm a dick. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, like all the people from The Godfather, I'm like, this guy's an asshole, this guy's this. I mean, I was just mean. Even though I love them, I'm mean on the podcast. Yeah. Um, because it's also fun. And you know, it's for real. Uh, <laughs> you know, you've got to be real in podcast. But um, with you, I, I don't think, besides that Giants game debacle, where it still came around, where yeah. you still <laughs> are the golden girl, I don't, I don't think I've ever bashed you. I appreciate that. Yeah, so you're kind of a living legend. And I think when you came to the first Godfather show, there were a couple of people that were listening to the show, and they were excited to meet you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, sure, I know Ashley from the podcast, because <laughs> I talk about you in such an awesome way. Um now you tell me, you know, the last time we were out that you might have been a little tipsy. Definitely. So and we were talking about maybe having a baby together. So maybe you'd <laughs> forgotten about that. I don't know. Maybe that's why. Hmm. Well, I told everybody on the show. You know, that, we that's what's going to happen. Well, that we were discussing it. It was an exciting discussion. I don't really discussion. recall. Is so that I, right? I, I can't say good. that it's true. <laughs> Well, we'll see. That's a, that's a pretty heavy discussion to open with after Willy Wonka songs and stuff <laughs> like that. So It took me a while to realize that was the Willy Wonka song. Right. Well, <laughs> why would you know? I mean, it's not from the movie or anything. Yeah. It's from this ridiculous show that's coming here to Broadway. But So let's just, um, you know, anyway, obviously we got the big football show this Tuesday. Um, announcement being that I, right now, remember I told you, I think last week I knew it was going to be on YouTube the next day. Now, I'm not sure if that's the case, but I know it's going live on Facebook now. Oh, cool. That's what they told me today. I'll know much more tomorrow, obviously, but you won't know until we see each other again next week. Yes. From my audience, I'm saying. Um, that it's, it's going to be live on Facebook, but I don't know how you get it. I don't know how it works. I, and I'm almost embarrassed about it. I mean, even though YouTube, anybody can do it, but like, everybody's live on Facebook yeah. now. You know, so I'm not sure if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but, um, you know, it's just good that this company is into it and they want to tape it. So if it goes well, let's see, you know, maybe we will do a live YouTube event, which I think is a little better. Uh, but maybe we're doing both. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, maybe they didn't want to... The, the plan was supposed to be that they were going to tape it for YouTube, do an overnight edit, mm-hmm. and then put it out um, on YouTube the next day. But... Now I wonder maybe they were like, I don't feel like doing that. Let's just put it live on Facebook. No, we don't have to do that. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the status is. And then I'm not sure whether to play the show next week on my podcast or do another podcast. Uh, What do you think? I think you should play the show on your podcast. 
instead of doing another one, then you have well, that's to do the thing, both, right? If it's on, know? but if it's on YouTube, then you can actually watch the show. You don't really have to listen to the podcast. You can actually see it. True. But if it's not on YouTube, I think I'll I'll probably you'll do another one. No, I'll probably air the podcast oh. on this show. I'll air the live show on this show if it's only on Facebook. Okay, that I just works. made that theory. Just I mean, I just came up with that just now. <laughs> I think it's a good plan. Um, oh, also, um, because I knew you were here, I, I got your favorite song. Do you know it? Yay, The weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you know it right away. Name this tune. And I know she'll be the death of me. At least we'll both be numb. And she'll always get the best <laughs> of me. The worst is yet to come. But at least we'll both be I like this guy. He's all right. Yeah, he's pretty good live, this too. You went to see him live, yeah. right? At the Prudential Center. Mm-hmm. I like when I guess to the... Uh, when the beat drops? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I like when the beat drops. Hey, I just like it when the beat drops, right? We get to, I, I call it the chorus. <laughs> yeah. I like him. He's a very non-threatening black guy. Oh, he's a, is he even black? Black. He's Canadian. He's Canadian. Yeah, he's from Canada. These non-threatening black Canadian guys like him and Drake—they're <laughs> my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't feel uh, nervous or scared around them. Yeah, like I'd like to hang out with them and meet them. Well, Drake is even part Jewish. I mean, that guy's been bar mitzvah, so that's even more hilarious. And their music isn't as vicious and violent. I know. Yeah. Canadians. Maybe we should move there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I remember. Um, you told me you wanted tickets to the, uh, to, you know, to, at the Prudential Center yeah. to go see him. I, I had no idea who you were talking about. Yeah, I want to see The weekend. Yeah, well, I, I can't tell you if what's playing over the weekend. <laughs> I mean, we were doing like an Abbott and Costello routine for like 20 minutes. Yeah, you didn't No, it's it. called The weekend. I'm like, yeah, I know it's called The weekend. I'm not an idiot. So is it Friday or Saturday you want to go? You know, I mean, it's <laughs> like, I mean, if you want to feel like an old person, <laughs> just do that. And of course, now I know how he even spells it. So, you know, there's no E. Exactly. It's not. The, it's weekend. It's, it's kind of like the weekend. The weekend. Like. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Is he? He should be due out for a new album soon, huh? Or yeah. does he already have one? Not that I know of. No. Um. Anyway, so yes, uh, I went to London, and with my niece, and you know, people have been asking me how was it, and it wasn't that great. Really? Well, I didn't have a great time. She did. <laughs> so I guess that's why I was there yeah. to show her a good time because she's no fun. You've met her. Yeah. She's not a lot of laughs. Um, but, you know, she was very, very happy. Uh, you know, it, she doesn't like, she doesn't drink, she doesn't try to drink. She's legal there. That's what she's I was 19, you know, mm-hmm. and she's legal. So, but she, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't like to drink or have fun. <laughs> she likes water <laughs> and she likes a lot of water I mean I've seen her drink an entire bottle of water in one gulp I don't understand it <laughs> and and she likes Harry Potter and that's pretty much it and Willy Wonka so getting her water and then showing her those two things really just I don't think there's anything else I can do for her in life you just made her entire life yeah but again, you know, I think she had a good time. There was multiple times I had to say, would you tell your face that then? You know, I'm like, are you having a good time? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, can you tell your face? Because I can't, I really can't tell. No expressions. 
So we go to Newark Airport. That's where we start, right? And I know this guy who works at United, so it's brilliant. Um, you know, I wasn't. I didn't want to take United. I wanted to take Virgin or something because then you know you got the TV and then I could watch the Jets game live. You know, which would have been awesome. <laughs> but I took United because I had this guy and he's a great guy. His name is John. I, I don't want to. I don't know if I want to say his last name because he really hooked us up. Um, already hooked me up with him, and we got there and he wasn't supposed to be working. He got us United Club plat- passes at uh, first, and but. You know, no seat upgrades or anything. So I was just like, well, why are we, why are we doing this? And, you know, but then it turned out he was there and he did upgrade us to like this economy plus, which was great. For, he was like, hey, you know what I can do is I can put you guys in the middle if you don't mind not sitting there the window because they have two seats in the window and then four seats or five in the middle. Mm-hmm. He goes, I can get, set you guys up with seats and you can have a seat in the middle, you know, empty. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, so you can have lots of room to relax. And plus, there was more leg room where he put us and bigger TVs. We didn't realize any of this until on the way back when we realized how cramped we were with a tiny, <laughs> tiny TV in the back screen. Yeah. And we don't even get the same food. It was like free wine and drink up in that area. And it's not even up. It's just like a little bit up. It's just like an extra hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. But it was sweet magic. And it really <laughs> helped the trip because, you know, then we could just spread out, which so. was awesome for a seven-hour flight, you know. So that was a great – oh, so then he bought it. We went – we had the United Club passes, but we couldn't get into first. They're like, oh, we're not accepting the one-day passes. You have to be a true member because it's so overcrowded. But then he got us in. And then we're like – you know, he left. And it it, it sucks. <laughs> My Aunt Judy goes in there all the time. I guess she's a frequent flyer member or something. Mm-hmm. And she loves it there. She's like, we go four hours early. You've been Aunt Judy. They go like five hours early. They travel all the time and she has no money. <laughs> but somehow she's in the United Club member or whatever. And they go and they have breakfast there and they just sit there for hours because it's all free. So that's what she's telling. She loves free stuff. Yeah. But I'd prefer to pay for something that's more delicious or something. All they had was carrot sticks. Ugh. And I don't know whether the booze was free obviously we're not drinking because she doesn't drink so i didn't want to get plastered you know <laughs> um you know because you know there's there's also a i was nervous about i'm here with somebody else's daughter you know and i gotta protect her you know i, I mean yeah. i'm not a father so I, I was a little uptight you know mm-hmm. i'm like oh i i mean I, I wasn't worried that anything was gonna happen but you know who knows like when we're, we're carrying our luggage i'm like keep up keep up <laughs> like keep, keep to the side of me i don't want to keep looking back because she was always lagging behind, yeah. even though she's a pretty good walker. I walk very fast, and she's able to keep up with me. But I was when she was carrying the luggage, she was lagging behind, and I'm like, "Come on!" Because you know, I I can't keep looking back. It's like I mean, but you do walk. Very I do walk fast. very fast. Yeah. I, I know I've done that to you before. <laughs> but I'm not worried about you, you know, in the city. You know, True. let alone you being Spanish is the wrong word they say. Right? It's a, <laughs> is it Latino or Hispanic? We talked about this. What what can I call you? Uh, just Puerto Rican? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll work. You are Puerto Rican, right? Yes, I am. Oh, the way you looked at me, I thought maybe I got that wrong, too. No, but. I was going to say, you can call me Hispanic. Hispanic is okay, right? Yeah. Because, um, you know, uh, Rachel and Marina were telling me, you know, I mean, they were making fun of me because I'm so prejudiced, but they were telling me that um, I used the word Spanish incorrectly, that that's not even right anymore. I thought that covered everything, but I, apparently it yeah. doesn't. It works, though. Here, because here's the um, song I was going to play. I played it for Memo, too. Take a lesson from Cuban Pete, and I'll teach you to chick chicky boom chick chicky boom chick chicky boom I know you love that song. Uh, who doesn't? My uh, Spanish friend. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, what a horrible room. That it's just, we just had carrot sticks. 
They had some soup, broccoli, and cheddar. Who the hell wants to have broccoli and cheddar? We were just talking about our stomachs. Do I want to have a broccoli and cheddar soup and then take a seven-hour flight <laughs> on a plane? Absolutely not. It, it, I mean, they didn't have any food. They had some cheeses and, that, and some cookies. It was very odd, but it was it was a nice place to sit. But they didn't they didn't have chargers everywhere, and I was nervous again about losing power. You know, before I get there because I was getting drained all the time. Uh, It was a very strange club. It's a very strange club. But um, and then so then we got to London on Friday morning. You know, we slept like it was overnight, Mm -hmm. and we got there Friday morning, and we couldn't get across. We we took the subway, you know, the tube or whatever they call it, and. Uh, you know, we got you know their subways are really crowded. They're like, I mean, they're, they're I'm sorry, they're not crowded. They're small. They're tiny. Mm-hmm. It you can't walk through like they are in Manhattan. You know, you oh, can't. Really? You can't. The seats their seats are very comfortable. They're cozy, <laughs> but you can't like walk through to the other area. I don't I don't know how to explain it. They're just cramped, mm-hmm. um, but nice and clean. And but then when we got out, we couldn't get to the other side. It was so confusing, the traffic, and we couldn't figure out how to get to the hotel. was right across the street, and we couldn't get there. Like, we were having so much trouble. We almost took a cab just to go across the street because we <laughs> couldn't get around this circle or something until we figured out if we go back in the tube and come up another entrance, we might be able to pull it off. And you did. We did. And so then we went to Buckingham Palace, which, you know, sucks. I mean, I, I, you know, I live in New York, so doing touristy stuff sucks. So you feel like an idiot, even though it's somewhere else. But this is stuff I'd rather just go to the hotel room and take a nap and watch TV until I got something to do. But, you know, I, I couldn't do that. When I told my niece we were going to do that, she started to cry. You know, I'm like, so we'll go, we'll go, we'll get to the hotel, we'll take naps. She's like, what? And I, but then it turned out she was exhausted. So we took a little nap and then we had our, our afternoon tea scheduled, which was a Willy Wonka tea. Uh, a, a Willy Wonka themed tea, which was right up the street from the hotel, and she was loving that. But you know what? So did I. It was fantastic. I would do afternoon tea every day <laughs> if I could. They give you that tower. I don't know if you've seen it, no. like in the movies or something like that. I have to take a sip. Mm. They give you a tower of like finger sandwiches, so it's basically just white bread cut into like little rectangular squares. Of salmon and cream cheese, which is basically lox and cream yeah. cheese. And then like this turkey and cheese and stuff. It was delicious. <laughs> and it was perfect. And then cucumber sandwiches, which were disgusting. I, had, I guess that's just the traditional one. I don't think anybody likes those anymore. I, think. I feel like they made them when everybody was poor. You know, but they just have to keep it as part. And then the second tier is like muffins and croissants. And then the third tier is like chocolates Ooh. and a golden egg and a Wonka ball. Because it was Willy Wonka theme. And I had the Wonka tea. And the teapots, you know, they do with the leaves and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was amazing. It was so good. It was so fulfilling. Like what? it wasn't, it didn't make you full, mm-hmm. but it was just the tea was really good. And I was like wide awake and uh, it was great. Was that like the best experience out there? For me, it was. Sounds like And it. she liked it too. She can't stop talking about it either because <laughs> we, we just want it. We want to do it every day. And I was just saying like, if I ever had a TV show. Um, and I was like in charge of that TV show. I would say every Wednesday at three, we're all having afternoon tea. We are going to be dainty. Even if I was working on like uh, Breaking Bad, I would make every. I mean, it would be the funniest thing. They're like, um, it's an interesting show to work on because um, even though it's a tough guy show, we always have afternoon tea on Wednesdays. <laughs> you know, because it's that 
awesome. I mean, nobody has to drink tea. You can drink whatever you want, but the tea was really. I'm not a tea drinker. Yeah, me but, either. But it was good. You what know, and they have it? sugar cubes, so you can't not Ooh. use the sugar cubes, and then it makes. I don't know. It was called Wonka tea. It was just delicious. It wasn't like the Lipton tea, or maybe it was. But you put a sugar cube <laughs> in it, and everything tastes good. One sugar cube I put in. It was delicious. I had two pots of it. It was it was it was fantastic. And then he's like, "You can order anything else you want." We're like, "Yeah, we'll have two more of those sandwiches or whatever." Like, and remember, they're they're small, so it's not a big sandwich. It was uh, it was delicious. <laughs> and the guy was like, you know, everywhere we went, they're like, "Oh, where are you from?" And I'm like, "What do you mean, where are we from? What the fuck is that supposed to mean? You fucking." And then you know, you realize that I guess we have an accent. You know, mm-hmm. like, I would never even. They are you know, not home. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I I didn't think we. You know, I think we talk normal, but I guess we must we must sound. And it's funny when they say where you're from, you almost go into a bigger accent. You know, like yeah, we're from New York. You know, they hang out. I mean, I don't talk like that, but it's like yeah, and we're over there. You know, 58th Street to live over. You know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Over there, some place area over. You know, <laughs> that's what I think they think we sound like. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Over here, 58th Street Bridge. Over, you know. <laughs> um. But everybody was nice, but you can't tip over there. They they included in the bill, yeah. which I didn't know. I'm like, but you didn't leave room for a tip. I didn't understand. He's like, no, it's included. I'm like, yeah, but what if I want to leave more? I think they kind of get offended when you do that. That's that's and then the and then every time we had a waiter, they'd leave, and then we had to pay. And like, I guess they don't care because they don't tip, mm-hmm. so they don't stick around. If their shift is over, they just walk away because it doesn't matter. <laughs> I guess they get the tip, and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It, it happened three times to us, where I guess they just got sick of us, or their shift was over. <laughs> And um, then we walked over to that stupid Charlie and the Chocolate Factory show. And uh, I mean, it wasn't stupid, but it's coming here to New York. But the the first act was very good. The, and the second act sucked. I mean, just was boring and dull. And it's, you know, based on the Johnny Depp movie, you know, more than the Willy Wonka. Oh, okay. So, I mean, you know, you heard the Veruca thing, and I'm not going to play it again. But um, the funny thing is, um, everybody on the show knows how I, you know, maybe feel about black people or whatever. <laughs> you know, it sounds horrible. Um, but it's funny. This is the second show I've seen where a black person came in and single-handedly saved the show. Um, <laughs> the first time was the musical Bring It On, uh, which was so dull until the black cheerleading squad came in and all of a sudden it was like, oh my God, this is awesome. <laughs> you know, because I, you know, I... I, I you know, I, I don't really care for the rap stuff or anything, you mm-hmm. know, but they were just bringing in good vibes and fun and you just realize how much white people suck, you know, after you <laughs> see them perform. Um, the opposite of that would be, and we'll talk about it, is that woman who plays Hermione in Harry Potter, who was black, who ruined the show for me, <laughs> not because she's black, but because she's butt ugly. Thank you. <laughs> now, this is... So this is when Veruca, uh, uh, Violet, mm-hmm. the Violet Beauregard, she's black in this, and this is her song, and it kicks ass. Breaking news. We have a third golden... Oh, yeah, you know what they do, too, which was excellent, really well staged. And, you know, I think it was directed by Sam Mendes, who directed, you know, Skyfall and American Beauty, for which he won an Oscar. So the direction was outstanding, um, and what they do is they have a big screen TV up on top of the stage and the news reporter comes in, breaking news, and then it uh, lifts up and the people are in the TV live. 
you know, what they're at there, all the kids' houses, you mm-hmm. know, like in the movie. Ticket winner. Cherry, where are you? I'm in California, Jerry. Where Lady Luck has landed in the lab of local gum celebrity Violet Beauregard. He is her father. Mr. Beauregard, would you like to make a statement? As a matter of fact, I would. I think he's black. I, you probably can't tell. I think I, I know. I'm tell. kidding. <laughs> what kind of music do you love? Isn't it already it's 10 times better than that Farouk Assault, that sad one we had to listen to while you were making, I mean, I, I was so embarrassed. I, I swear if I edited the show, I would totally cut that out, let alone <laughs> the computer going ding in the middle of it, which still pissed me off, but I'm going to let it ride. Then when she comes out, she goes crazy. She's so cute. Daughter. She's the double bubble duchess. She's my daughter, and her name is... Well, her name is... Well, my name is Violet Beauregard, and I like gum. I do so good, it's made me the sensation I become. <laughs> oh, like that. Oh, this bazooka is pretty not nutty like this stupid Gororooka. If I'm a competition, I'm attraction or I'm crutches. And that is why my title is the double bubble duchess. <laughs> it's great, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, it is what it is. Still broad, Broadway, but yeah, right? <laughs> It's fun, right? I mean, it it's, like I said, it's better. So this whole first act is interesting because you got this song, you got that song. The Mike TV song is, it's not horrible. It's just weird. Um, this is uh, this is his song. His mother talks for an hour. Oh, See, boring. But then he comes, Mike TV comes on and he does this. I'm looking for him, sorry. Darling, tell Well, it's like it's supposed to be like a video game. You know, and that's like what the song is. So it's kind of interesting and it's fun. And I'm telling you, the second act, when they all, it's there's no fun anything i mean even if this is bad at least it's interesting and it's different the rest of the show just has the kids you know losing the kids one by one and then it's those stupid oompa loompa songs which are a bag of shit and never good including in that stupid johnny depp one which i actually enjoyed but that creepy one oompa loompa guy they used was so creepy it ruins the entire movie they creep me the fuck out i can't the johnny depp one just a regular willy walker any any of them the oompa loompas you mean yeah yeah yeah, they yeah they are creepy. But in the Johnny Depp one, it was only one dude, and then they used you know Photoshop or you know special effects to just multiply. Him. Yeah, yeah. And um, he was way creepy. And Ugh. they could have used an attractive. There are attractive midgets, I think. Uh, what about uh, Peter Dinklage? Could have used that guy. I'm just saying, you know, whatever. In fact, in that sense, what do you even need a midget for? I mean, if you're gonna. Because in on, on the show, they I don't think the dancers, the Oompa Loompas, were actually midgets. I think they were wearing fake shoes to look like midgets. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Anyway, it's weird. The last time I went to London, 15 years ago, I got sick. 
And I remember catching the bug. Like my, I started getting the tickle in my throat. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh no, what is that about? And I got really sick. I had to like stay one day in bed, which was nice because it's actually it's okay to be sick in a hotel because it's bed's beautiful, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but so this time I was very nervous. And all of a sudden when I got into the Willy Wonka thing, I, I started getting nervous that my throat was getting, I'm like, I'm like, Dory, I, I, I think I'm getting sick. And she's like, will you relax? You're an idiot. Like she was like totally mocking on me. And she was completely right. There was nothing wrong with me. It was completely psychosomatic. I was psyching myself and I was like, I'm going to have to get up. I'm going to have to get up. I'm not going to be able to handle it. There's something stuck in my throat. I got the tickle. I got the tickle. I'm not going to be able to control myself. And then like, you know, by the third song, I was just, I, I was forgetting about it. And then it went away. It's amazing what my mind can do. Not only can I make myself have a tickle in my throat, but I can also project diarrhea into my body from my mind. It's unbelievable <laughs> what the mind is capable of. And knowing that, you'd think I'd be able to do other things, you know, like levitate. But um, not yet, but I'm working on it. Uh, then we uh, went to the dinner at this place called Joe Allen's, which I go to after theater here. This Joe Allen's, is, it's so funny, um, here in the city. It's where you go after the theater. And these guys have it down to a science. I told it once on the podcast before. When my mother and my sister and I went to see an American in Paris, I called up Joe Allen's for a reservation. And I'm like, uh, yeah, we would like to make a reservation for, I guess, 10. And he goes, can I ask you a question? Do you mind if I ask you a personal question? And I'm like, no. And he goes, are you going to see a Broadway show? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, which one? And I'm like, an American in Paris. And he goes, okay, that show runs two hours and 45 minutes. You'll take 15 minutes to get here from where it is. You need a 10, 15 reservation. It was like they have every show <laughs> down pat, knowing exactly how long it'll take. To, to make it, I told them I was with my mother, you know, like, okay, she's 80 years old. It'll take a, you know, like they know exactly how long it'll take you to get there. It was so funny. They calculated um, So I figured I, yeah, exactly. So I had, there was another place like that right next to the theater. So we went there and, had something stupid. And, uh, you know, they have, you know, just like diff- people from different countries talking. We couldn't understand a word she was saying, you know, just like anywhere else. And mm-hmm. um, and then they uh, they had one of those old pull chain toilets in the bathroom. So I got a picture of myself with it because that's from The Godfather that I did last time. And uh, I got a picture and I sent it to a lot of the people. I sent it to Artie, you know, because like, there's a line in the one you didn't see, which is like, they got one of those old-fashioned pull chain toilets in the back uh, we might be able to plant a gun in the back. I was going to take a picture. First of all, I took a selfie. I was going to have my niece take, come in the men's room and take the picture. And I'm like, I, I can't have her do that. Or, cause my plan was to ask one of the other guys, hey, would you mind very much? You know, in the bathroom, can you mind? Would you take a picture of me pulling this? And I wanted to put my hand up in the back of the thing, but there was no way I was going to do that. In The Last Godfather that you didn't see, we were talking about how... You know, Michael has to put his hand up in the back of one of those toilet boxes, and he goes, "Oh God, that's full of water and duty. Forget it." And uh, or piss and duty, <laughs> which I don't think they are filled with, but that's what you're thinking they're filled with, you know. But it's it's a pull chain. I'm like, what? Well, how old is this place? But I guess you know everything is old there. They're like from the 1200s or something. So I don't know. Although I'm sure it's just a decoration. I mean, I'm sure that restaurant they could have made a modern toilet if they chose to exactly and so then anyway we uh walked home because saturday was the big harry potter day so because we you know were a little tired we slept and then we ordered breakfast to the room i was trying again i was trying not to make my stomach hurt you know how that is so i just yeah. had some pancakes because eggs i think make my stomach hurt so i just had a little bit of pancakes and a tiny bit of bacon their bacon over there's not crispy it's like more tough um, still okay, and had some orange juice and some coffee. Stay awake. And then at twelve o'clock, we took a taxi 
to go to the show because we were running late. You have to get there an hour early. Remember, this Harry Potter thing is in two parts. You got to get there an hour early to go through security. There's security everywhere. We had security at Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I like that, though. They check your bags, and then they pat you down. Um, they have to do that because they're smart. Like We don't we do not do that enough, I think, you know? <laughs> yeah. And um, so we had to get there an hour early just to get the ticket, and then you were waiting on, you know, line just for the security. And then... Um, you know, and then you finally get into the show, and then you got to buy programs. They don't give you the playbills. Like you got to buy the programs oh, if you wow. want them. And of course, I had to buy everything that my niece wanted because <laughs> we're not coming back. Um, <laughs> um, not until she learns to drink. And and so the play first. I didn't like my seats. They were too far back. Um, I mean, she she didn't care. They weren't far back at, at all, but they were underneath the covering, and that always makes me uncomfortable. Mm. Um, but that was all I could get. And I didn't know that when I saw the thing. I didn't know they were under the covering. I, I don't think I could have gotten any closer. I mean, I did the best I could with these tickets. You know, I, it was a split second decision. You, you have one minute left. You have to decide. Remember, <laughs> and remember, you can't get tickets till twenty eighteen. That's crazy. It, 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 it was sold. So I mean, the fact that I had these. I mean, it's a miracle. It's unbelievable. And you know, people are fascinated that I even got them because it is the hottest ticket in the world. For what reason I don't know because I saw the play. <laughs> so after the first act, I fell asleep during every act. Oh my god! You know, god. technically there's four acts. There's two, and then you take a break, and then you come back, and you mm-hmm. see two more. It's two separate plays, and I fell asleep during every act, every act. Where I had to, where at the end, I'm like, hey, what, um, what happened after they, uh, you know, said that Harry Potter had died? Uh, I missed that whole. She's like, you missed that part. You know, like whatever, whatever. What he didn't die, but um. I'm like, are you having a good time? I was like, this play ain't that great, right? And she goes, are you kidding? This is the best play I've ever seen. And so was the audience. They were like going crazy. When the lights went down at the end of the first act, people were going crazy. I've never heard screams like that and applause since I saw the show Tommy, the musical of The Who, the band, uh, did a musical called Tommy. Um which was one of my favorite movies growing up. And then they made a musical. And after the first act, because the band was so intense, the audience was standing and applauding and cheering. And he was playing this pinball machine. You couldn't even imagine why. I mean, somebody your age could never understand why. <laughs> what? Why would this be good? Like, if you were seeing it, you'd be like, I don't understand. It's just like the way I was with Dory and that crowd. I'm like, what's happening here? Exactly. Why are they so excited about this? <laughs> um, but that was... You know, but that was a band and a musical. I've never seen a play where you just heard this collective cheer of joy <laughs> amongst the audience. They were so excited. And then we, you know, you take a break, of course, and then you go back, fell asleep again. You know, not for long, I don't think. I don't know how long I was out for. How long was that show? Well, we were there for 10 hours. We were, no, we were there for nine hours. We were there from one in the afternoon until mm-hmm. 10 at night. Wow. Yeah. So, greatest uncle ever. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. I, and I like Harry Potter, but that's, that's a bit much. Let alone, like I said, this Hermione, this black woman, <laughs> she ruined it for me. Because the thing is, the next day we went to this Harry Potter tour thing, mm-hmm. and they have the three kids, Harry Potter, uh, you know, Ron and, and Hermione, my, mm. the, the, the actors, you know, Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, hey, we spent 10 years of our lives here. That's how it opens. And and we want you to enjoy it as much as we did making, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And Emma Watson maybe is the prettiest girl I've ever seen besides yourself. 
<laughs> Thank you. Uh, she's just stunningly gorgeous, the girl who plays Hermione. Yeah. So for somebody to be not just black, who cares if she's black? If Rihanna was playing this role, I would not have any problems. Exactly. This girl is ugly. <laughs> and I'm sorry that they're like, well, J.K. Rowling's like, I didn't say Hermione was going to be white. But I'm sorry, but Emma Watson turned out really hot. So when she likes this idiot, Ron, who's a moron, <laughs> you know, have you ever seen any of the Harry yeah, Potter? So you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. He's, he's an idiot. Exactly. And she loves him. That gives every boy like me hope <laughs> that a really pretty girl would like a moron and an idiot, and a, you know, just like a, a, a guy with just who's just says stupid stuff and he does stupid stuff and once in a while he just gets lucky and does something great, you know? And so that's what the show is missing for me. And it's missing in a big way. So for me, I see Ron and, you know, that actor was pretty good. And and the guy who played Harry was, I think, horrible. And the guy who played his son was horrible. But you know, I see an ugly girl. It doesn't, again, it didn't matter that she was black. It's still awkward for me because I still got problems with black and white relationships. So I'm still having problems. But it, the fact that she's ugly, Just really unattractive... Mm-hmm. Does it's still, the whole thing's not working for me because I'm not I'm not picturing it. I can picture everybody else. I can picture the Ron grown up and all that stuff. And what it is is, uh, it's uh, Draco's kid and Harry Potter's kid become friends. It's actually kind of cool, and they become friends. And Draco's kid is kind of an idiot too. He's like more like Ron, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it, it drives Draco crazy. I'm just saying that right, Draco, isn't it? Isn't it the the, the Malfoy, Draco Malfoy? Yeah. You know, the blonde kid. The blonde. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so his kid grows up to be kind of an idiot, which drives Malfoy crazy. Um, but he's so funny in it because then at the end of the act, they go back in time and they fix stuff and and they make it worse, of course. So, obvious. so it has nothing to do with the books or the movies. Well, of course point. it does. But I mean, it's all 19 years later. Oh, it takes okay. place 19 years later with Harry Potter's kid. So it's Harry Potter, Hermione and Ron. And now Hermione works in the Ministry of Magic. She's like, you know, and Ron just works at the joke shop. <laughs> and I think Harry also works in the Ministry of Magic. I don't know. You know, they all have regular jobs. Yeah. And then their kids are about to go to Hogwarts. Oh. And, maybe, and, you know, and they, and they're, you know, it takes place. No, they couldn't be not because that's where the movie takes place. So it must be like their third year or something. It takes place 19 years later. Oh. And so they go back because they're trying to do something heroic and they... Say if we do this something with something with uh, Robert Pattinson, the kid from Twilight. Mm-hmm. If they, uh, I'm, I'm not supposed. You know, he's supposed to keep the secrets. They give you a pin, keep the secrets. So I'm not supposed to say anything. But it, it's in the book. You can buy the book. Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> I mean, the plot was kind of interesting. But they go back in time and they change stuff. I mean, it's the most obvious thing. They change stuff and it goes wrong. And then it turns out, um, you know, Baltimore runs the school. Uh, which is hilarious yeah I gave it away um, but the best part is when you leave the theater after act one the reason why I'm telling you is, is they give you out a pin and it says happy Baltimore day which is kind of awesome <laughs> and it's kind of cool yeah, uh, the, the the people working in the place like happy Baltimore day which is kind of fun and then when you come back for act two they have different stuff to give because then they haven't given away the plot so I actually bought a Baltimore shirt like, for myself <laughs> that I could you know wear to Soul Cycle um, <laughs> and uh you know, they have different programs because then you can see more of the stuff. They give away, you know, just more chance to buy and more stuff. And spend your money. <laughs> and spend your money, exactly. So after the show, we're just walking around. We don't know what to do because you have like an hour. Are you petting the cat? No. no. Oh. <laughs> um, and and then we were like, we were looking for more tea. We want tea again. We want that same experience. And we found a place. 
And we just sat in this place, and this girl was completely overworked. And it's so funny. If you do get to tip somebody extra there, they're so grateful. This girl started blowing me in front of the entire place because oh she would, all right, no, that didn't. But I swear to God, I, like Tori was even like, I think she likes you. And I'm like, no, no, yeah. they're just stunned by, you you're know, a five pound tip. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're lovely. <laughs> um, even the taxi driver when we were going there, no, no, keep it. He's like, really? Really? Well, thank you, sir. And if you're really good, I'll give you half a shilling on top of it. <laughs> what were you going to say? Well, then they come over here and they think the rules are the same. So then they don't tip at all. Yeah, right, I know. Well, you're in the yeah. restaurant business service. Right. No, for, uh, London foreigners in general don't tip at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Them, Jews and black people are the worst <laughs> customers ever. Um but then there are, fortunately, the businessmen who know to tip properly. And some of those guys are bad, too. They're, yeah. well, you know, the you cheap people and you don't. Yeah. Right, right. But um, your favorite customers are the ones that tip well. Like of that, course. Like that dude we used to hang out with. Remember that guy with the jacket and tie that used to come out with the, what was that, Tommy Bahamas? Remember that guy, that white guy? I mean, I just call him the white guy because he was like <laughs> the whitest guy I've ever seen. And he came out with us like on yours or lee's birthday remember we went to the oh yeah 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 and he paid for everybody remember yeah Yeah. who was that i mean he wasn't that great a guy but he was like a good tipper Mm -hmm. so everybody liked him all the staff liked him they're like yeah come out with us (laughs) and then he ended up paying for everything that was so nice and he did it it was that was weird way because he he paid he's like you guys just got to leave the tip or something like he did it the right way he wasn't a dick about it or anything Mm -hmm. it was was like a 250 and fifty-dollar bill or something it was really nice and he came out of nowhere remember he had the address to the to the korean spot written on oh was that what it was oh that's so funny (laughs) yeah he i i haven't seen that guy at all i think he left um he was working at jp morgan oh and now he works somewhere else somewhere else i guess I still go to Tommy Bahamas. I'm sorry. It's okay. I actually got fired from there, and deservedly so, because she gave away a free drink. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Ashley's the best. The best. And for them to fire over a free drink, and we wrote a letter to the head of Tommy Bahamas and said, you're an asshole. <laughs> this is, you fire this girl? I've seen some real sour pusses that work there, and they stink. <laughs> I'm sorry I still go there, but as you know, it's in my building, so there's nothing I can do. It's the only place in town. It's okay, because I went with you a few times. Oh, yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Now you're, you're okay in there again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I wish Lee would come back, you know, a little bit maybe, but I don't think he'll ever go back. I think he really is angry there. Alyssa actually went the other day. No. So if she goes, he should definitely go. Well, yeah, they hate each other. (laughs) Yeah, so Ashley's best friend and my best friend Friend, um, hate each other. My friend is the, which I call him straightly because he's actually gay, (laughs) which my friend Lee Marakas I'm going to the tailgate with is gaily mm-hmm. so straightly and her friend Alyssa hate each other and straightly who's gay really gay but not really gay I mean, he wouldn't even know he's gay yeah, but, he but he's just gay in the sense that he's just i don't know gay gay yeah <laughs> uh hit your friend she's he slapped her in the face <laughs> and subsequently got fired and deservedly so because he was always drunk behind the bar <laughs> and i used to see him slap girls on the ass so hard i'm like i know he's gay but that's still not cool. <laughs> I'd see him slap them so hard. I don't want to get... It I'd be, he, he did not, it to me before. For me, it would be horrible because I got injured in my ass. So if somebody <laughs> slaps me on that, it's an extra injury because my nerves are real sensitive there. So it would it's horrible. So yeah, I've seen him slap the girls and I'm like, I'm jealous, but I think if I was gay, I still wouldn't do that. <laughs> and even if I was straight and was allowed to do it, I don't think I'd hit them that hard. So... It was, and, and then he just hated Alyssa and slapped her in the face, but not hard, a playful slap, but 
but hard. Uh, he meant it to be playful, but he slapped her hard and deserved to get fired. And then she went and said, listen, you fucking homo faggot. And then she got fired for that. Um, and what usually happens in those situations, unless you're me, is they do fire both parties, even the slappy, even if she's not at fault because they just have to cut out the cancer. Yeah. That's what normally happens unless, like I said, you're me where the HR director tries to kill me at the office Christmas party. <laughs> and um, both of us should have been fired in a normal circumstance, but they, they can't live without me at that job. That's what it is. <laughs> of course it is. I do my job very well. But we technically should have been both fired, even though I didn't really do anything with that particular day. But there was a year buildup of me just being like, so how you doing? You want to go out sometime or what? Just nonstop <laughs> harassment. <laughs> well, I'm glad you admitted that. <laughs> oh, of course. No, no, I, I never didn't. Admit, I mean, but it was... It was always a friendly harassment. She never said, like, stop hitting on me. Like, finally, this girl at work who's really hot said, please stop asking me out. So I was like, oh, I'm sorry about that. I'll, I'll stop right away. But this girl never stopped. You know, I just, I was relentless, you know, like, hey, you look good today. Hey, how you doing? You know, like, with, with that voice. I couldn't do it seriously. I really did like her. She clearly liked me too. So obvious. That's why, I mean, why would somebody strangle somebody if they didn't like them? Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's the question. Everybody asked, do you think do you think she liked me like that way or just really hated? Now, my guess is she hated me from day one. But there is the question, like, you know, like I mean, is that just like she did like me? I mean, you know, it's one of those things. We'll never know. She probably did like you, but then after the whole situation, she was like not for it. Well, I mean, she hated me because I think we've talked about it on the show just the the building up of non-stop boys club that stuff I was getting away with like when I told her I'm like hey I'm going to jail tomorrow but I think I'll be back Monday it's not a big deal and she's like fuck this guy what the fuck how is he getting away with it? I'm like it's okay the managing partner knows he knows all about it he's like yeah he's just going to jail for a day you know like I mean she was, she was like this, I can't work in a situation I'm the HR this is not right um how is he how are you okay with him going to jail you know like that kind of and then just so much other stuff, you know, the handcuffs and the yeah. receptionist and all that stuff. And she's like, now I got you, you motherfucker. And then it turns out, you know, the magic partner thought it was the greatest thing ever, you know. So it just kept bothering her and bothering her until it just reached, uh, you know, when you're drunk, uh-huh. like Lee was. Yeah. The and he couldn't point. take Alyssa anymore. <laughs> and he's like, shut up. <laughs> like, I mean, but I feel bad. I can see them not getting along. I, I mean, mean, it was so well in the beginning. Were they were good in the beginning? Yeah, that's how I became so close with Lee. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, because if not for Lee, we wouldn't be friends. Because exactly. Lee was the one, because you're very young. And Lee was like, we both, I remember we both decided at the same time, no, Ashley's cool. I wanted to make sure, because if he doesn't <laughs> like you, then I can't be friends with you either. In the sense that I trust his judgment. Uh-huh. But I found out now, I can only trust his judgment with girls. He has no idea when a guy is an idiot or not. Because when we did this, the Podfest uh, in May, he bought some guy at his new job, and that guy was a dick. And I hate that guy. First of all, he smoked like a chimney, so he smelled oh. horrible. And then he, the girl that was with me was really into the Derby, mm-hmm. the Kentucky Derby, but it was the Maryland one, the Preakness. And we wanted to see who won. And... um he told us ahead of time while we were watching it live because it was delayed. And I was like, what an asshole. <laughs> and so Lee doesn't understand straight guys 
and I'll I'll say I'll let you know if this guy's cool or not. Yeah. But he t- does seem to get the girls. So we both decided you were way cool, especially what were you twenty two when I met you? Yeah. Yeah, and you and we, we were like, no, she is cool, right? We're not crazy, right? Because there's there's twenty two year olds. I mean, people make fun of me for going out with people that are young, and they could be boys or girls. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But I treat everybody the same. You know, mm-hmm. for a while I was in a feud with a five-year-old, which was Lee's <laughs> kid. And she, they know I hate her. And she was four, I think. Now, I still don't like her, but she likes me. Okay. Um, and I was in a fight with Michelle's kid, Charlotte, for a long time because we b- both had a disagreement. So I treat everybody the same, uh, whether no you're eight your or age. 80. It doesn't matter, <laughs> right. And the fact of the matter is when people make fun of somebody being 22 or 23 and I'm hanging out with I'm like, you know, there's different kinds of people. I agree. And you are one of those people that's just cool. It's not like you're wise beyond your years or anything. You're just a really nice, cool person. I, I, I didn't mean to be condescending if you thought that was. Oh. I didn't mean you're not smart or anything. I'm just saying there are certain people that are just different. Like like Caitlin, my, you know, our friend from the office. Yeah. She's a, a different kind of 20. When I met her, I think she was 22. And she was a different, a totally different kind of 22. Somebody who... Uh, is not as joyful as you are, <laughs> who we call a sourpuss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, that's the thing. You, you were, you're just different and you're cool. And the best way I can explain to my audience, as I've explained a hundred times about you, <laughs> and, and to give you these props because you are, Thank you, you deserve them. Even that Giants game thing where I got upset with you because I, do, I mean, it's a fact. I get upset when things don't go exactly as planned. The fact that you showed up, I mean, that's still an unbelievable... The fact that you were like, I'm smart. I know what I'm doing. Just relax. I'll be there in 10 minutes. You know, I mean, like, Literally, you, it felt like 10 minutes. I've right? never seen anything like that in my life, and I'm not going to go through the story right now. But, <laughs> but the, the, the way that you judge about you is that when I brought you to my nephew's bar mitzvah and those old crotchety women who were my <laughs> sister's age, you know, these housewives yeah. who were saying they were going to give me non-stop shit for bringing a you i guess you were 23 at the time or maybe yeah 20 23 right mm-hmm. um they couldn't bring themselves to we we're like god we had so much material but she's great i'm like <laughs> i told you i told you because i you know i'm not going to bring somebody that's not great you know because then also it's so funny we were looking at his bar mitzvah book i, I hadn't seen it and there's a bunch of pictures of you and he goes wait that's ashley because you know he was already his his, his, his uh, penis was getting hard you know like <laughs> wait that's ashley i guess he forgot because yeah. <laughs> you know and he was just you know a lad at the time i well wait was so what was excited that, for everything going on too that was last year so he must be 14 now you must have just turned 14 on September 13th. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so all those, think about that, all those chatty cunts <laughs> were like giving you props. Yeah. I mean, it's a miracle. That never happens, let alone my nieces, who I thought for sure when you got out of the car, when we were doing the thing at the park, yeah. we're just going to start giving me, sh- hey, old man, <laughs> your friend Ashley, you're a fucking idiot. She doesn't like you. You know, like I thought they're going to give me shit. And they're like, she reminds us of Kate Upton. Remember I told you? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, um, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Because of boobies? And they're like, <laughs> no, from that movie, The Other Woman, which I've seen a hundred times for some reason, probably because Kate Upton's in it. But not because of the way you look or, I mean, you are gorgeous, but because they said, no, because it's her positive attitude. <laughs> I mean, where do you get 16-year-old girls who are going to talk about their 
their uncle, their creepy uncle's, <laughs> you know, get, guest date uh, like that. I mean, you are, and I'm, I'm taking 10 minutes to sing your praises again because you thank really you, are a special person and, and a really wonderful friend. And you put up with me and my nonsense and you always, I mean, it's I have people my age. To, to deal with you. Because I know, you there's seem very to get levels. It. There's yeah. very many levels to you. But the other thing about you is, I mean, I'm talking about my friends who are my age. I mean, they cancel all the time, whatever. you. When you say you're showing up, you show up. <laughs> you said, I'm like, can you do the podcast? like, yeah, I'm going to drive in. And I, I mean, I, I just don't know anybody else that be that where there's no problems. I just, you know, at, at four o'clock, I'm like texting. I'm like, yeah, so uh, I'll see you later. <laughs> because I'm like, thinking, I'm, I know she's going to cancel. Mm-hmm. But no, she never cancels. It's It's, it's really... You know, I gotta meet your parents because they must be kind of great. I mean, I mean you, <laughs> they're kind of boring. Good, but they seem to raise you right, even though they're divorced, though, right? But separated. Somebody but must have done yeah. something. Mm-hmm. But you said your sister's kind of dumb, right? She's just an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> well, I guess that's where it went, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but she's really young, right? She's like eighteen. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> and you have an eighteen-year-old sister. That is hilarious in every way. <laughs> I make her do everything for me, too. She's kind of like my dozier. Good. That's the way it should be, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> mm. But um, anyway, enough of Ashley. My God. David, get it together. Um, where was I? Oh, Harry <laughs> Potter. Um, right. So then um, so then we go back for that act two. You know, I fall asleep again, twice. In between every act, fall asleep and... But she was so happy. She thought it was the best play ever. And I, I just feel like a dick because I just can't give anything. I'm just like, yeah, it was all right. You know, like I feel like a dick. I want to be more excited, but I didn't even know what was happening. <laughs> I couldn't understand what they were saying. Uh, I know they're talking English, but I got lost. Yeah. And I, I don't know, maybe I just can't hear. I, I don't know. Because <laughs> when they're talking with the British accents, first of all, you're in a darkened theater. I've always fall asleep at every show. Mm-hmm. But those accents, they just put me to sleep. They're so soothing. <laughs> you know, so. I've always wanted one, though. Well, I know. Exactly. Well, you know, the funny thing is a couple of times I was using the accent just to say stuff, just to get along. You just kind of pick <laughs> it up, even though I like doing it as a joke. Yeah. I mean, you just do pick it up and like, um, can we come back for act two? You know, something, something to say yeah. like, uh, well, I thought we already went through security. I, I don't know. I guess they, I, I don't know. It you know but the, by itself. the best is the little kids who talk that way yeah. proper. Like, we thought Harry Potter wasn't going to be in the second act because of what happened to the time. <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, even Dory was like, those little kids are hilarious. Yeah. Like, we'd see him in elevators. Like, do you think we can go to the top? And I'm like, oh, I've been to the top. You don't want to go there. Trust me. <laughs> Oy, it's not good. Really? You've been to the top? That must be so unbelievable. Like seven. And they make everything seem like just great. I know. And they're just so so well spoken. We're so dumb. We do look stupid in every way because they just, (laughs) that accent is just smart. So then then we went to Chinatown for dinner and uh, food was amazing. We picked a place and we just went and it was delicious, like really delicious. And then we walked home because then we had an early start. And I took an Uber to the stupid making of Harry Potter. I'm getting bored with the story myself, so I'm trying to move <laughs> on. And um, the making of Harry Potter is just like the sets of Harry Potter. It's um, it, it's horrible. I mean, it's just we three hours. You got to take this tour of wow. the sets of where they filmed. And I just couldn't have cared less. <laughs> but my niece was in all of her glory. And the only time I got mad at her is she wouldn't try butterbeer. 
and I really wanted her to try it because her mother was like, you got to try it, everything. But she just wouldn't try anything. She wouldn't have a glass of wine. She wouldn't have Not you even know, nothing. Wine. No, and she's legal there. She wouldn't have anything. So I said, just try the fucking butter beer. <laughs> Take a, she goes, I don't like soda. I mean, that's the thing. She wouldn't even have a Coke. You know, when we go to a bar, just order a fucking ginger ale. I don't like the bubbles. I'm like, how old are you? <laughs> so yeah, the butter beer was delicious. I don't know if you've had that. Never. It's like cream soda with butterscotch on top of it. It's unbelievable. So it's not alcohol. Non-alcohol. No, non-alcoholic. Non-alcoholic. That's it, but she doesn't like soda either. So that was a nightmare. Then, of course, you got to buy more stuff. And, you know, it's like you're spending... Like I am her father. Like there's money is no object. Yeah. You know they um, have a green screen, so she's flying through Hogwarts on a broom. <laughs> you know, and I, I got to purchase that for forty bucks. Well, do you want the whole package with the? I'm like, yeah, we will get the whole fucking package, you motherfucker. I'm like <laughs> yelling at the guy. He's like, what are you yelling? I'm like, no, I'm just, you know, don't. I'm not taking it out on you. You know, like, yeah. you just ah, because you know they're screwing you. You know, yeah. and then you finally go through the thing, and and there's no sign to pick up your. You pick up the flash drive at the end, but there's no sign, and then it's the end of the tour. And I'm like, hey. Where the fuck do I pick up that flash drive? And they're like, oh, right here. And I'm like, there's no fucking sign. I was almost out and I would have come back. And he's like, I'm sorry, sir. You're right. There is no sign. I'm like, yeah, there's no sign. I'm like <laughs> yelling at the guy. I'm so angry for no reason. I'm just because I had to spend like 60 pounds, um, you know, a fucking flash drive of her flying a broom, you know, like a fake broom. You know, like, and, and, and it's not like she's eight. She's 19. You know, if she was eight, it would be a completely different. She's 19. Um, I should have just done one myself and, you know, put it on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, um, uh, I, uh, you know, whatever. That would have been great. The, whatever the kid wants, I guess, you know. So so then we had to buy a bunch of that stuff. And then I bought the book because I don't know whether you know, but the book in England, is the first one is called Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, not the, the Sorcerer's, Sorcerer's Stone. So she wanted the book that had that cover. And then she told me that they released the movie in Britain and it's called The Philosopher's Stone and in the movie, they keep saying the Philosopher's Stone. And I'm like, wait, they made two different movies? Like, why can't we get a copy of that here? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. No. But she insists, and she does know everything about Harry Potter. I really think she's wrong on that, but it does make sense. But think about that. We're, they thought, we're so dumb in America, we can't handle the Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> so they have to change it to Sorcerer or something we can understand. God, we are a dumb country aren't we <laughs> like it's just we have to dumb it down for the americans obviously they're going to understand philosophy um so then we had to buy a book and then we had to buy you know a, i don't know other crap you know the, the, the i have the program you know not a pro, like a big colorful thing and, and the shirts and ties i i don't know you know whatever Thanks. she wanted i didn't care um but you know it's just annoying that's why I bought a backpack so I didn't have to carry anything. And then we took the night bus home. And then I got into a fight with the night bus driver because <laughs> I go to the info. And I'm like, hey, how do we get back? How do we get to Watford train station or whatever? And I go oh, take the night bus. And I'm like, do we need anything? You know, does it cost anything? Like, no, no, you just go up and you take it. And then I get on. And he goes, yeah, it costs two pounds. And I'm like, what? Just ask the lady in there what it costs. You know, I'm just one of those <laughs> ugly Americans. But I'm just, yeah. I'm getting angry. I'm pulling my Joe Pesci. You know, I'm like, I just asked her. She said it didn't cost nothing. And he's like, well, it costs two. Do I have to? I'm like, maybe I got. What's the difference? Why didn't she tell me that when I got? I was just getting angry. So I gave the guy five pounds because it was four pounds. And he's like, here, you can have a pound. I'm like, no, 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 keep it. 
<laughs> I, I don't care. You know, yeah. it's just it's the principle that this. But the best thing I ever did was got cash here at Citibank in America. I took two hundred dollars, got one hundred and forty pounds of cash, and that was the smartest thing I ever did because we did need cash on many occasions, yeah, that's and then it was easy to get around. It's funny that I mean here, I, I don't think I use cash on a weekly basis sometimes. You know, you probably do because you're, again, in the service industry. Yeah. You always have a lot of cash. That's why I like dating um, waitresses and strippers. <laughs> they always have cash. Um, and, like, that, that is the funny thing when you go on a date with a stripper. They are not expecting you to pay. Um, I don't mind paying for them, but they always have money and they're willing to pay. But they always have cash. Always. You know, which is really interesting. And it's probably a bunch of stuff. And waitresses, too. I mean, it's a, you know, the same thing. You know, really, I mean, every, you guys always have cash, yeah. which is interesting. Because, you know, nobody has cash. Nobody uses cash anymore, you know. But then we took the, we took the two back down, you know, whatever. We're going to the Waterloo Station. I, I don't know what I was doing. Then, then I'm like, now I don't have, I mean, I have a plan. And we went in that London Eye, which is that huge Ferris wheel. Mm-hmm. And... I'm like, do you want to go on that? You know, I knew she wanted to go on it. And there was a long line. And I'm like, well, let's just get the fast track thing. So we, I go to the place. And I'm just, now I'm just getting annoyed. I just want to go home and watch football. You know, yeah. just, even though it's not on for another five hours. I'm just, that's all I can think about is I'm missing the football games. Because it's, now it's 1 o'clock on a Sunday or 3 o'clock on a Sunday, whatever the fuck it was. And um, I go to the place. And they're like, yeah, how can we get on this faster? And like, you go to the fast track. There I go. I'm like, and there's some guy in front. And he's asking all these questions. I'm like, come on. You know, because like, then, <laughs> then I want to be an American in New York. I'm like, come on, buddy. What are you, what are you doing? You know, like, I'm at, like I'm at the track. You know, like, come on. While we're young. <laughs> and, and then I'm like, yeah, give me the fast track. Like, well, it's 60 pounds. I don't give a shit. Come on. 60 pounds to go on that stupid London Eye so you can get on right away. And then, but we did breeze through. And then I got in a fight with the people online because they were getting on me. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Because they were there was people behind us and the people in front of us and they were a group. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are you? Go- what the fuck happened? How did you? How did you guys get split up? Get behind me, whatever. Like, and then we were in the thing with them too. And I'm like, uh oh, you know, like we were in the on the Ferris wheel yeah. with them, and they were like, <laughs> oh. who knows who they were? They were Russian or something. I don't they know. They had no idea what the fuck you were saying. Yeah, probably. Thank God. <laughs> thank God. Most of the time, I don't think people understood what I was saying anyway. But yeah, then we went on that stupid thing, and that was stupid. That was really stupid. It doesn't even show you how. I mean, who cares? I just hate that shit. I really do. But I, I knew I had to do everything touristy. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, I live in New York, so do I ever want to go to the Empire State Building ever, or even the, I've never been in the Statue of Liberty. Me either. Do you ever want to go? No. Me neither. But yet we should. <laughs> but I mean, when people come to town. Sometimes you have to, to. yeah, Yeah. but I've still never been to the Statue of Liberty because that's a pain in the ass. But sometimes I use the joke where I'm saying, you know, the last time I was inside a woman was the Statue of Liberty. (laughs) Uh, It's it's a Woody Allen joke. Um, But so then we just walked for like 10 miles. We just went down because I was trying to get to the Tower Bridge, which is what we think is the London Bridge, you know, the famous landmark of the Mm -hmm. London Bridge, but it's called the Tower Bridge. And And it was really far. And we were looking again for afternoon tea uh, but we couldn't find a place. We finally got to that bridge. We were walking, walking. And then we were looking like, let's just go to a pub and eat. Mm-hmm. And no- nothing was open. It was all closed. Because I have a feeling we were in the Wall Street area of London. Okay. Everything was closed on Sundays. I don't know whether it was a Catholic thing or just we just hit the wrong section of town. And we went to this place called the Duck and Waffle, which is on the 40th floor, which I knew about. And I said, well, let's just go up there for a drink. Um, you know, because it'll you'll love it. We went in a glass elevator up oh, there cool. and she was excited. And 
you know, that I'm like, can you just order a Coke? You know, because I had a Bloody Mary or something. I didn't want to get too hammered. And she, she just won't, you know, I'm like, can't you just order a drink here? Because they checked her ID, you know, because she, she looks like she's 12. <laughs> and But she's totally legal. And they, again, scanned us, went through our bags, scanned to go up, you know. And she just won't order a ginger ale or something. I mean, it's hard, you know, just uh, there's got to be something she can order besides water so it can look like we're having a drink. <laughs> there must be something. Lemonade? I don't think they have that at those kind of places. So at least I had a drink. Because they felt bad. I don't want to take people. They like to sit there and look out the window. You know, you're taking up people's spaces and time. Mm-hmm. So we had one drink there. And then we're like, we got to get a We just kept walking and walking. Couldn't find a place. And finally, we're like, we got to go anywhere. I was losing power on my phone because I kept checking the scores. <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, I'm going to lose power if I keep checking the scores. She's like, stop checking the scores. And I'm like, whose niece are you? What is the matter with you? I got to check the scores. I got big money right yeah. now on this. So, um, so then we just, I just looked on my phone, what's nearest? And there was a place called the, um, I wrote it down, the Jugged Hair <laughs> or the Jugged Hair. And I'm like, let's just go there. We got in a cab and went there. And that place sucked. Because <laughs> you know what they serve? Rabbit. Eh. Yeah. We didn't want that. And well, she didn't want that. the hair stood for. I guess. But I was just looking for a place. None, no place was showing American football. And we didn't want red. The menu was weird, and it wasn't a pub. And their parents were even like, if you go to a pub, you got to order a beer. So I ordered a beer, and of course, they didn't even have a good selection of beer. It was like weird. And, but we're just like, we got to stay. We weren't even that hungry. It's just like we needed a break because we uh-huh. really walked like 10 miles, let alone standing in that stupid three-hour tour. And then the guy kept coming to the waiter. He's like, uh, and I was like, well, what is this? He goes, well, this is actually like a traditional Sunday roast. And I'm like... I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> the fuck is a Sunday they roast? Roast. And he's like, no, but this is the most authentic, like a Sunday roast. I'm like, he keeps saying that. I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> is it, what is it, a steak or what? And he's like, it's really more like an, a, a Sunday roast. And I'm like, I, all right, listen, you and me are going to be having a prob- you know, problem. Because <laughs> I, I don't know what he's talking about. Um, I can only assume, let alone the fact that I assume it's anti-Semitic. What he's saying, I don't know. Like, I don't think Jewish people do a Sunday roast. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know what it was. I just ordered it anyway, and it was a thin slice of meat with some cream on it. And then he bought me three different sides, and I was like, hey, I have no idea what any of this is. <laughs> and he goes, Well, these are potatoes, and I'm like, They are. <laughs> like, I've never seen anything like it before. And he goes, And I and this is. Um, cream or cauliflower and i'm like ew and he's like well it was on the menu i'm like oh that's what that you had a different name for it and then something even more gross oh there were yeah i don't remember it was something oh and um like a yorkshire pudding and it was all gross everything was disgusting and dory fortunately had a cheeseburger and some fries so thank god she liked that because you know that's all she eats is a cheeseburger and fries and and water. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, do you want to try my beer? No. Can't you? She didn't even try it. I was like, can't you? Why don't we get rabbit and try it? And, but we couldn't. We couldn't do that. We could not do that. It's so funny. I, I don't mind eating a steak. I mean, cows are cute too. And then I hate eating veal because it's baby lamb. Yeah. But sometimes they do. But rabbit. Oh. And they have a picture of the fucking rabbit on the menu. And it's like, <laughs> oh my God. It's like the cutest thing. 
And that's why it's like, why would you put a picture of what you're eating on the menu? Like even the Chick-fil-A, you have like a chicken. I'm like, I, I don't want to know. I know it's horrible and, and and all that stuff, but... I don't want to see it before I eat. Yeah. And it's funny because then when you're at one of those steak places that I love, like Wolfgang's, which I invite you to, because but you don't eat meat, which is very surprising. Um, they put a picture of a cow in the steak. Like I'm making a motion that, that, that they just put a big picture of a cow in it. And you're like, that's delicious. I don't know, but it's horrible. You know, you yeah. feel bad, but... Still eating it because it yeah. really is good. You got to come to Wolfgang's with us. Even the fact that I'm sure they steaks have really good better. seafood. They platters. do. Well, you know what? Um, we usually go the Saturday after Thanksgiving, so you can come count me in. This time. Yeah. Mm. But um, and we went. That's where we went for um, for your birthday. My birthday, right, right, right. I keep thinking it was uh, whether it's uh, me, Artie, Russ. So I think Artie's birthday is coming up in October, so it's time to eat again, which is mm. excellent. And you know he likes eating too. Thank God. <laughs> um. So then we left that place and we walked all the way home. Again, we were really far from wow. home. And it was so quiet. It was dead. It was 10 o'clock at night. It was dead. And we were walking past all these streets. Like It was like a little scary because there was nobody around. Mm-hmm. And, but it was also kind of fun. And then we finally got to like Piccadilly Circus again where there was more people. But still, all the bars were closed. That's strange. It was really odd. And I was like saying, if I saw a bar with American television on, you know, I, we'd go in. And watch, but there was no reason. I mean, but they do say there's no nightlife like New York City. So, well, that's true, but it especially it seemed like people were. Yeah, I guess, I guess. So we went back to the hotel, and they were playing the game. So they were playing the unfortunately the Rams Seahawks game, but um, so I bet on the uh, Jackson. Well, I'll, t- I'll say that in a second. So um, anyway, I, so I was watching the game on the TV, and then at night. At 1.30 in the morning, the Packers-Vikings game started, mm. and Dory went to bed, and I was watching on my phone, which was awesome. It was so much fun <laughs> like to watch it until like 4 in the morning. It was so much fun. And then, because the next day, just, you know, we went home. And then we, you know, uh, uh, oh, God, you know how many Muslim people live there? A lot? Yeah. There were so many Muslim people. Yeah, and also at the security gate where that check your bags, <laughs> at, you know, going through the airport. And I'm like, what? Is this a joke? Right. I don't think they'd ever let people, anybody with a turban check your bags <laughs> at like Kennedy Airport. I can't imagine they would, even <laughs> if they're kind people, because it just makes people nervous. Very. So, yeah, it, it's so strange. weird that they're okay with that. They're a lot more tolerant there, especially after all the trouble that they've been having. Uh, there's so many, and they're all on the plane. And I remember that 15 years ago. That's all Indians do is travel from London to JFK all the time. Um it's a little weird. And they smell pretty bad. Yeah. Because uh, mm. we were sitting right next to them. <laughs> uh, still can't seem to get that uh, soap thing going. And I, I know it's horrible to say, but uh, most of them that live here have acclimated. I've, I've talked about this before because, you know, I grew up in a town that's now all Indian. Mm. So for a long time, my sister and I really didn't care for Indian people because they took over our town. And anytime <laughs> somebody takes over your town, you get angry. But now, you know, we're totally okay and everything's good. But, um, you know... A lot of you know, but still a lot of. They, they, I guess they just don't shower or, or something. Or I know they talk about the food they eat. Sometimes that's what it is. But yeah. you work in a place that now that has not Muslim but Persian. Is it what? What? Who? Who comes? Are you work in a hookah bar, right? Yeah, but it's more diverse. There isn't any Indians that really go in there. I'd say that it's majority. What is it? Spanish and black people. I oh guess yeah, because of the oh. location. 
Because it was it Yonkers? No, or? it's in the Bronx. Oh, oh, it's in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought so, you worked in Westchester. Somewhere. No, no, not anymore. Oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> um. Anyway, so that Monday night, I got home in time. I picked up my cat, and then I was going to go to Wings. I couldn't believe I was going to be able to make it because yeah. I was so upset that I was going to miss it. And the stupid president's in town, and the UN's in town. I can't oh get across. God. I I got my cat. I just want to get her home, and I can't get across the the Manhattan. This, oh, it's so frustrating, <laughs> let alone, you know, the bombing that happened on 23rd Street. Yeah. That, everything's a mess. And I finally made it. And then I drove the car back to the wings. And I had the wings. And I was like very uptight. Murphy was so mad at me because I was just being a dick. <laughs> I, was, I had a splitting headache because I drank on the plane because I just I had it with Dory. You know, just like <laughs> I couldn't wait to drop her off. I mean, you know, whatever. And I just couldn't wait to get home and see my cat again. <clears throat> but, um. Oh, and that's the thing. She had she ordered the right thing on the plane. You know, they give you dinner on the plane, which they don't yeah. do anymore. So when you go overseas, they do it now. And um, she made the right choices both times. She got the pasta. I got the chicken. Well, the first time the chicken dish was good because we were in the better class. This time I got the Thai chicken. No, it was a uh, yeah Thai chicken, and it wasn't good. And she got s- spinach, but they didn't say it was. They said spinach pasta. They didn't say it was manicotti. I would have gotten Aww. it if it was manicotti. It looked delicious. <laughs> really made the wrong choice. I was very upset about that. I love eating on a plane. Ill gives you something to do. I like plain food. In fact. I was so excited to get back to the plain food because I hated all the food I had in London. So I couldn't <laughs> wait to have plain food. I would eat airplane food every day if I could. Mm. You don't like it? No. It's so much fun eating on a plane. I don't know why. It just makes it go faster. So that's pretty much it. Um, thanks for listening to my story. I guess I, you know, I spoke for quite a of while. Of course. I waited a few days to hear it. It's really not a classic story. Like I said, I didn't have a great time. You know, it was just, I just, that's what we did. And I don't know if anybody's interested in it, but I had to tell the story and, um, yeah, just nothing. I don't even know why I told the story. <laughs> I mean, you know, as I was telling it, I realized how dull it was. It wasn't too bad. <laughs> but I, when we got to talking about you, it, the, the podcast became exciting again. <laughs> But um, anyway, what I was saying about the football was that I uh, last week I, I made some really bad bets. I was listening back to the podcast. Mm-hmm. I did horribly in my picks, but I told you I was betting the overs and unders. This is what I was telling my audience. And I was going through my picks, and I lost all of them. But the one I was adamant about last week was the Jacksonville-San Diego one with the over on that one. And that one completely came in. So if you listen to me where I went crazy about that one, that one came in. The Giants-Saints one was a disaster. But you saw how giddy I was about that Jacksonville Chargers one. And the funny thing is, in the second half, when I was watching it in my room in London with Dory, I said, I'm going to bet that Jacksonville will score over 10.5 points in the second half. Because this guy, Blake Bortles, he always scores big in the second half, even when they're down 38 to nothing. He always scores in the second half. So I'm going to take, you know, I'm going to put like $100 on it, mm-hmm. even though it's expensive, to, to, that they score 10.5 in the second point. And Lobelt, right at the end with five seconds to go, he scored the last touchdown. He scored 14 points, and I won. I couldn't nice. believe it, let alone the fact that they went for the whole over. But I did horrible last week in my picks. Now, for this week, um, I was going to talk to you and see what, you know, maybe you make, I'm going to take this sheet of paper. Okay. I'm going to ask you just like three of the games, and you just take, you don't know anything about football, right? A little bit. Right, but it doesn't matter. You just tell me which ones you think Will win? Uh, not just win. I'm going to give you the spread. Will they win by this amount? Okay. Okay? So I'm going to just give you this one. Um, and you just tell me and I'll, um, I'll write it down. And 
then next week we'll see how you did. All right. Because this is what I'm going to do on my show. I'm going to go into the audience and I'm going to ask them to make their picks. And then, you know, so, and we'll see how they see. do. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Arizona at Buffalo. Arizona is going to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And they have to win by five points or more. What happens? Who wins that game? Arizona. Interesting. All right. Um, Cleveland. Now, you know nothing about what's happening. Nothing. So this is beautiful. Cleveland, you know, Ohio. Mm-hmm. They're called the Browns. They're going to the Dolphins in Florida. Miami's favored by seven points. Although I think at this point they could be favored by more. Does Miami, do they win by a lot over Cleveland? Yes. I knew you were going to say that because you love Miami. <laughs> so I knew you were going to say that. That doesn't even count because that's a, you would bet Miami no, on any day. No, but I was thinking day. like weather-wise, they're not used to really practicing in the heat like that. You're so saying maybe, Cleveland. Yeah. Interesting. Wow, Florida, you thought about Miami. it. <laughs> good, good. All right, here's a really tough one. The L.A. Rams, who just moved to Los Angeles, they were from St. Louis. They moved to Los Angeles, right? Now they're and playing they were in Los like Angeles. They were the worst team, right? They weren't great. <laughs> and they're going to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay is favored by four points. Who wins that game? I think the Rams are going to take it. Oh, yeah. interesting. They're going to go to Tampa Bay and win. All right, those are Ashley's three picks. Oh, <laughs> uh, one more. Just the Jets at Kansas City. Who wins? No spread. Who's going to win? Jets. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. Uh, looking at the over-unders, and I haven't seen any of these. First of all, you got a Houston and New England on Thursday night. I don't know who's going to win that game because New England's second quarterback is out. You know, Tom Brady's not playing, mm-hmm. and there are new quarterbacks out who was playing really well. Oh, wow. So that's going to be a really interesting game. But if I have to go over-unders this week, and it's just looking at it for the first time, and that, you know, do I go with Baltimore and Jacksonville again? Baltimore hasn't been playing that great, so I don't know. Is their defense still good? Jacksonville, how do you not bet against the over in Jacksonville? They always score so many points, but that's not the one. Let's pick a good one to go over. Uh, let's see. Wait, just really quick. How? Mm, this is a really tough week for overs. Oh, how about San Diego and Indianapolis? Is that too obvious? San Diego and Indy, but it's 52, so they are expecting it to go big. Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, that's a good one. 46 and a half. Let's try that one. That's what we'll do. And then Atlanta at New Orleans. We'll try again with New Orleans, but I don't know. Something's wrong with all our favorite quarterbacks. (laughs) But that's this week. We have to do a couple of football things, even though I was telling people I don't really care to do the football stuff anymore because I just don't care. I mean, I like talking about football, but I just don't feel like doing it on the podcast anymore. I think it's a little dull. But I have to do it because I'm doing a football show. And football is your favorite. I know. It is. Also, um, uh, breaking news. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Dave Juskow Podcast. Breaking news. When I came back, I got a call from Caroline's Comedy Club, and they have asked me to do an additional football show for the New York Comedy Festival, which was an honor to be asked. So I've got to find another place, and then we might do another one on November 1st or 2nd uh, at a different venue, not the Village Underground, which, by the way, the Village Underground, I I talked about it last week because they got a show right after me, so we got to go be in and out, which kind of sucks. But um, their tickets, 
ticketing thing is hard. It's not working. You you got to go online to get tickets, and it says it's sold out. And I know that's not the case. There's no way it's sold out, and and that's that's a problematic thing. You know, I mean, I hope they're <laughs> fixing it now. I haven't heard that it's not. Um, in, in the news, just really uh, quick, we'll wrap it up a little bit. Um, do you know who Tim Tebow is? Yes. Uh, would you know he signed with the Mets? No. Yeah. How? To play baseball. Like Michael Jordan kind right. of thing? Right, exactly. Really? Yeah. And here's the funny thing. Now, this so guy he's is... not doing football. Right. Well, he can't get a job at football. So he decided oh. the Mets seemed to pick him up. And now, all of a sudden, this guy is so popular, so popular with the, with the ladies... Because mm-hmm. I mean, he is ridiculously ripped. I mean, you see, the, you know, it's unbelievable. His jerseys are number one in, in the Mets organization, but not just the Mets. Um, on Monday morning, when he first went to practice, he's in the their like farm team, their practice squad. He's oh, not okay. playing for the actual okay. Mets, which makes this even more fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, they wouldn't even sell a person who's playing for this team, a jersey. But he's so popular. On Monday morning, the biggest selling jersey for the Mets was Noah Syndergaard, Thor. You've heard of him? <laughs> he's gorgeous and, yeah. and, you know, really good. And that made sense. Number two was, quote, your name here. <laughs> you know, where you could put Ashley yeah, in. Uh-huh. And number three was Tebow. As of Tuesday... This past Tuesday, Tebow overtook your name here <laughs> and Noah Syndergaard. He's number one. Wow. In all of baseball, David Ortiz from the Red Sox mm-hmm. is number one. Chris Bryant from the Cubs is number two. And Tim Tebow is number three in all of baseball. <laughs> this is how popular this guy is. Without even making making one team. hit or one play, <laughs> and then once he made the one play, his jersey skyrocketed to number one, and he he's been sought for autographs. He gets applause when he comes wow. on the field. It's insane, and I don't know whether it's good or bad for the Mets. Really, don't know. That's your team too, right? It is my team. Yeah, uh, I don't know what their story is. Um, here's an interesting thing that I think you'll appreciate: the guy that invented the Cosmo. Ooh. In 1988, his name is Toby Sachinchi. I probably spelled, pronounced it wrong. I'm so bad at name pronunciation. There's a book that this guy wrote called A Proper Drink, The Untold Story of How a Band of Bartenders Saved the Civilized Drinking World. Mm-hmm. And for years, apparently, in this book, we find that other bartenders hated this guy who made the Cosmo because I guess it's a pain in the ass to make. It's a, that's my favorite drink. It's not. Well, I think they might have hated maybe because it's not hard to make, but it just bought out the worst people mm-hmm. who thought they were so great. And people <laughs> that order Cosmos must be annoying. So other bartenders hated him. <laughs> and But they were probably jealous also. But then when Sex and the City came out, yes. it just... So then everybody wanted a Cosmo. You're saying it's not that difficult to make. It seems like a pain in the ass. It's no. not a beer. It, a mojito is <laughs> a pain in the ass to me. Right. And also, it wouldn't an old-fashioned be a pain yeah, in the ass? Yeah, exactly. That's what I love asking for, even though I don't, I've never had one. <laughs> but I like when you have to make the bartender do the muddle. What mm-hmm. is it? it right. <laughs> I just think that's funny. I always want to ask for the most 
difficult drink to be the <laughs> biggest of all dicks. Um, so yeah, the the original Cosmo, because I don't think how how do you make it? Um, so it's got uh, vodka, it's got triple sec, and then it's got a. I like to put a splash of lime juice and a little bit of cranberry. The original Cosmo was absolute citron, mm-hmm. fresh lime juice. Uh, what is it? Quant quant Quantro, Quantro or and sec. cranberry juice. Mm-hmm. Oh, Quantro's triple sec. Just a uh, nicer. But it was fresh lime course. juice as well. Yeah, that's why I said a splash of oh, lime you did. juice. Mm-hmm. But do you use absolute citron? Isn't that a flavored alcohol of a vodka? It's citrus, yeah. Yeah, so the other bartenders were also making fun of him for using a flavored vodka. They really gave him so much really? shit. Yeah, and apparently it was, you know, it started in San Francisco in the gay community. And that's of course why Sex in the City picked it up, mm-hmm. which is so interesting. And they also say that there'll never be another drink explosion like that again. They just don't think it'll there'll never be such a storm. Like the Cosmo and Sex in the City? Yeah, because, right, because it's like it just combined with this show. Well, then they had the, the old fashions that came with Mad they Men. They came back. Oh, yeah, they did talk about mm-hmm. that. But it's still, that was already a, a drink. Yeah, you know? true. That made more of a comeback. Mm-hmm. Whereas this was a new kind of drink that nobody made. But you don't mind making them. No, I don't. I, like I just it. can't stand those glasses they're in. They're the just martini, too dangerous. Yeah. I don't like getting a martini in a martini glass. I always ask for a martini in a glass that I can carry around. You know, it's just too easy to spill. Although sometimes I like drinking the martini because um, it's uh, there's a scene. I'm, 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 I'm looking for the song so I can get it right, but I, <laughs> I waited too long. Uh, I don't think I have it. Let's see if it's come up now. Uh, my favorite movie, That Thing You Do. Uh, <laughs> they have a, a scene where the guy is drinking a martini and just and loving this jazz band and that martini looks so delicious. You know, <laughs> like when you see a movie and like The Godfather, yeah, when they're waiting to see where this big meeting is going to be held and they're all eating this Chinese food out of the boxes. It looks like the most delicious Chinese <laughs> food. Um, in Home Alone, the whole family's ordering a bunch of pizzas and they're eating and for some reason it looks like the most delicious pizza of all time. You know, you, you see movies like that where it just looks like the best beer. It makes me or wonder, the, is that like real pizza? Or like how many scenes do they go through that they have to keep eating Interesting it? you should ask that question since <laughs> I kind of know. Um, I talk about this before because I was fascinated by that yeah. too. When I did the Sarah Silverman program, I was at a uh, their restaurant in the scene of the restaurant where they eat breakfast. Mm-hmm. And we got a, I've talked about it on the show before, but I like talking about it again. We got a menu as actors, of what we wanted our, quote, fake meal to be, mm-hmm. but yet it's all real food, so you can kind of Eat it. pick at it. Because yeah. a lot of times you really do have to look like you're eating. Mm. Um, so they get a menu. And there's pancakes, eggs, you know, and they give yeah. me a menu. What do you want to eat? You know, like, and the other actor, this guy, Jay, uh, who was hilarious, he, he just picked all meat. So when <laughs> they uncover the plate, it, it gets a laugh. You know, it's all sausage, bacon, yeah. <laughs> sausage patties, you know, ham. just all, yeah, ham, all meats, and then gets big laughs from the rest of the cat. I didn't understand, but um, yeah, and they, they give you the menu. So it's, it's definitely real food. Okay. Um, yeah, so because you have to eat it yeah, so it can't be it fake. To the point of like how many times do you have to do the scene over and then you got to keep fake eating yeah. and you uh, get full. You pray, you pray <laughs> that you, I'm trying to think, did I, oh God, uh, in the new HBO show that I'm mm-hmm. in, Crashing. You just asked me if I was filming again, yeah. right? No, that the show's over in the sense of it doesn't come out till February or March, and then they won't know if it goes a second season. Oh, okay, I see. And, you know, I just kind of hope that uh, 
it, it works out. But, yeah. um, it, you know, there's a scene where we're stuffing our faces. We're having a party scene. And just the, the me, Steve, Pete Holmes, and Sarah. And we're just eating and stuffing our face like, you know, I'm stuffing a whole cupcake. In, and, <laughs> and it was so difficult. And I'm like... And I think the director was like, all right, let's just try and do this once because you can't clean up again. your outfit again. Yeah, and, exactly. And, so, and we're, we're just spraying whipped cream on each other. And it was really difficult because I wasn't hungry. But I had to eat. It, I know this sounds ridiculous. Why would Dave Juskow care if he had to eat yeah. extra stuff? But it, it's, you know, I don't want to throw up and you don't want to look like an idiot like you're pretending to eat. Like you're stuffing you, yourself. Yeah, so... Yeah, you got to eat that stuff and you got to just go Stick for it. it. There's mm-hmm. nothing you can Stick do about it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I always wondered. It's, it is. Yeah. No, you, you got you to gotta go for it. And they just, they bring it and they will store it and they will keep it, you know, fresh, ready for you to eat in that scene. And they will have, you know, nine things ready to go, uh, you know, either heated or not heated mm-hmm. or at a room temperature. They'll have it ready. If you've already eaten, they bring it back and they replace it. Uh-huh. They got people that just... That's their job, you know, and, you know, you feel like a million bucks when somebody's <laughs> doing that, to, you know, for you, but you also feel like an asshole. Like, you're like, oh, you don't have to do that. I'm like, no, it's my job. That's what I, <laughs> there's so many times I'm like, they're like, I'll go back to your trail and get your phone. No, 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 you don't have to do it. No, it's my job. <laughs> I'm like, well, if you're doing that, then uh, go get me a coffee too while you're up there. <laughs> but uh, I want to talk about this last thing because, uh, well... It's funny, because you're here, I kind of want to talk about this thing, but I also want to wrap up a little <laughs> bit, but... Talk about it. All right, all right. Because you're here, I think you'll be fascinated. Um, there, there was this thing before you or I were both born uh-huh. called the Career Girls Killer. And he murdered... This guy in 1963 murdered these two girls in their apartment right up the street on East 88th wow. Street. And they called them the career girls because they were, back in the 60s, they were actually working, not prostitutes. Just you know, they were working, working like on. jobs. One mm-hmm. was like kind of a model and one was like a regular, you know, office girl or whatever. And this guy, this heroin addict, was trying to steal money. And um, this girl, her name was Janice Wiley, and she was an aspiring actress. And he, he, he raped her uh, because they, he, they surprised him when he was there. He was just trying to get the money and leave. And then he said he was going to let them live. But the girl goes, and remember this is before movies and TV did this kind of stuff. The girl goes, I'm going to remember your face and tell the police and send you back to jail. So then he killed her. <laughs> you know, like, it's it's yeah. kind of funny, right? Because like, who would do that? Like, I promise I won't tell anybody. You know, like, yeah. How would you not say that? But this girl was badass, I guess. <laughs> I'm going to remember your face and I'm going to tell everyone you're an asshole. Um so the weird part is, and, and, and it's not funny. first of all, the, this murder is a, a, an interesting murder in the sense that it was blamed on a black guy, of course. The mm-hmm. white guy killed him. And um, when they realized the white guy who went to jail for a long time didn't do it, wow. this is how the Miranda rights law came to be, okay. all from this murder. But uh, the woman who was killed, her father created this uh, TV show Call, well, first of all, the this uh, the book the, the, there was a based on this murder. This TV show called Kojak was made based on this murder. <laughs> uh, this very famous show from the seventies called Co- like a like a police show. Okay, uh, called Kojak. So it's it's interesting. That was number one. But the guy whose daughter died 
it created a show called The Flying Nun. Have you ever heard of it? It sounds familiar. I was hoping you didn't because it's way before your time. It's actually before my time too. But it stars Sally Field who um, won two Oscars. Uh, you know, but she's older now, so you wouldn't know her. But yeah. um, she, the last thing she did that I would know is in, uh, she's in The Amazing Spider-Man as Aunt May. No. Nothing. Um, he, this Here's the uh, opening credits. It's- Love that song. <laughs> and it takes place in uh, San Juan. Yeah, that's why. Uh, that's not why I thought you'd like it. I just always <laughs> remember thinking how interesting that a sitcom takes place in San Juan in the '60s. You know, like uh, it was so fascinating. So the the premise is this girl goes to the nunnery and Sister Patrill, and she's wearing the, the habit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Like the little penguin white hat? Yeah, the nun hat. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's only 90 pounds. So when the wind hits her right, when she's wearing the habit, <laughs> she, 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 you can hear the music. She's flying right now. Because like, uh, <laughs> she was like walking on a plaque and the fatter nun uh, pushed her off and then she flew into the air. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if the wind hits her just right, she's able to fly. All over San Juan. Which is why the show's called The Flying, the Flying Nun. Nun. <laughs> yeah, and she solves crimes. Uh, what no, the? she doesn't solve crimes. I'm just kidding. She helps underprivileged kids in Puerto Rico in the 60s, which is it's a really interesting show. Uh, but it's so ridiculous. Yeah, what? And it lasted three seasons. It was like ridiculously wow. popular. Uh, even though, so they, what they, they were very smart, I think, is in ABC, they, they hired like a, you know, like a priest or something to mm-hmm. help out with like the realness so people wouldn't complain. You know, um, also this very handsome dude is in it because uh, I always remember like uh, when they when they, you know, in the opening credits, they have this mm-hmm. handsome dude who lives there. I remember he was very a handsome Spanish guy. And I'm like, how did this guy get in a TV series in the 60s? You know, when I was growing up, when they showed on syndication, I was like, oh, who's this guy? You know, because they're always white people, you yeah. know, so and uh, they're all the opening credits is her flying over everybody and they're all waving to her while she's flying, you know, they're like looking up in the air and they're all like waving the face like, oh, Sister Patrill. So then I found out that the guy's character, I always thought he was in love with Sister Patrill, but because there was definitely a chemistry, but how could that be? Yeah. Uh, right, right. But he, the nuns apparently raised him. I didn't realize that. What was his name in the show? It was something awesome. Uh, so was the show in Spanish? No, no, no. It's an American oh. show. Sally Field's American. And um, here's the idea. Um, she broke up with her boy. The, the pilot. She broke up with her boyfriend of eight months, and then she, then she joined the nunnery. Um, the, Sister Patrol could be relied upon to solve any problem that came her way by her ability to catch a passing breeze and fly. Can you imagine <laughs> the guy writing this? And you know, yeah. the, maybe that's why his daughter was a little fucked up and said all this stuff. You know, like, <laughs> like a, her dad was like inventing this. Like this was the generally ad- attributed to her weighing under ninety pounds, high winds of the coven, high on the ocean bluffs, and the large, heavily starched cornet that was the headpiece for her habit. <laughs> um, uh, indeed, her flying uh, her flying talents caused as many problems as they solved. Um, but yeah, so anyway, there was this guy. I'm, I'm just trying to remember his name because his name was perfect. It was uh, oh, Carlos Al- <laughs> Alejandro Rey. 
Uh, he was a local casino owner and playboy. But he was ra- I didn't know this. He was raised. He was an orphan raised by the nuns, mm-hmm. and he maintains his gratitude by them leading him to constantly get swept into Sister Patrol's zany schemes, which she concocts with alarming frequency. That's the premise of the entire show. Can you even imagine? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, the the, the fact that... (laughs) I love this song. (laughs) The fact that this woman, Sally Field, who's in The Flying Nun, could... This is why you have to know, if you are a good actor, you can rise above this. (laughs) She was afraid to take this role because she's like, it'll ruin her career. Mm -hmm. She was in a show called Gidget back in like the early, early 60s. And she was like not going to take this role. She's like, I already did TV and this will ruin me. And her dad's like, what if you never got on television again? She's like, oh, good point. So she took this and then, you know, for a long time she didn't work. And then she hooked up with Burt Reynolds and started doing these Smokey and the Bandit movies where she was like kind of the hot girl in it. Okay. And that kind of turned her career around where they didn't think of her as a little kid anymore. And then she was able to be in this movie called Norma Ray, where she won her first Oscar. And then she was in this other one called Place in the Heart. And then she was in uh, Steel Magnolias. Oh, she plays okay. Julia Roberts' mother. I know that one. Right. Mm-hmm. I, figured, I actually watched that the other night. Uh, <laughs> and it was amazing. I, I love that movie. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, so... It, the best part is back then they would make people that had TV shows make albums of singing. <laughs> so there's Star Trek albums where Leonard Nimoy and William Shatner sing songs. Even though they don't have good voices. Exactly. I don't know what the reason was. They didn't have the internet. They didn't have YouTube. This was their way of promoting their shows. And this was Sally Field singing. Like, I think... I think she sings the theme song here. <laughs> this is off the album. Yeah. It's the, the lyrics to the theme of The Flying Nun. That's her. Yeah. Clearly she doesn't sing because they're covering it with so much music. The what? Background singers. Yeah. I don't know why they never played this on the show. (laughs) She sounds so cute when she's singing, though. And young. Well, she was. Oh, she was? Oh, yeah. She was probably in her early 20s. Very early 20s, because when she was getting she was a teenager. So she was already a TV star at this time. So wait, this is uh, her off the album as well, singing a completely different song. <laughs> just, these albums in the 60s are just too funny. <laughs> like, why? Why? I don't know. It's coming up. I look at you. Oh my God. How much background stuff, right? That's so bad. I can see your Clearly, she doesn't sing. But they're like, no, you gotta do an album. It's a whole album of Sally Field songs. (laughs) What's even weirder is I I used to masturbate to this album. (laughs) But I think I would have if I was old enough, if I had known it was available. I don't know. 
Yeah, that's what makes it even weirder, but you probably shouldn't masturbate to a nun anyway. Funny, I think I might have masturbated to her when she was smoking the bandit, though. I wonder if I should feel bad about Oh, I'm Jewish. Great song, right? Do you love it? No. <laughs> anyway, the sad part of this story is that uh, that guy who created this show mm-hmm. ended up killing himself because he just couldn't take that as, you know, his daughter well, died. then another daughter died of pneumonia and oh then his wife God. died and then he just shot himself. He had nothing to live for. Yeah. San Juan, Puerto Rico. That's where it was. Have you ever been? No. How many times have you been? Um, like five or six. Uh, could I go with you? Yeah. Do you like, where do you stay when you're there with family or? Well, when I go to San Juan, I usually stay on the strip, but if I wanted to my dad's house is like 30 minutes outside wait of i thought your dad lived in yonkers he has a house though oh look at this yeah. guy <laughs> yeah well i mean I, w- I would get a hotel but i mean is that's it, what i'm is saying it, where san juan is it's like is it it's nice like, it's nice there it's really nice is it anything you know like the flying nun i mean you know I've never is seen there it. a coventry there is that what it's <laughs> called that you know can i go visit it like see i just went to london and i wasn't interested in anything mm-hmm. but if i could see the set of the flying nun now that's a vacation for me I mean, yeah. <laughs> if you if you guys could see the way Ashley is looking at me right now, I mean, it would really be great uh, if this was on video and be like, oh my God, this woman is looking at this old man that he has completely lost his goddamn mind. Uh, I just have to say this because I always talk about ratings. During its first two seasons, The Flying Nun aired on Thursday nights where it's, it competed with Daniel Boone. <laughs> this is just fascinating to me. And it was a big hit with high ratings and declared the hit of the season. And then the ratings just started dropping because I think people realized it was... The fact that it aired for three seasons was unbelievable. And during its three-year run, I, I think I might have remembered this maybe when I was growing up at Fine Eight. The series was part of a three-show comedy block on ABC that also consisted of Bewitched and That Girl. I don't know why I'm uh, <laughs> fascinated by that. Oh, but this, this is great. My audience will appreciate this. Despite the show being unpopular with critics, Marge Redmond, who played, I think, the head nun, was nominated for an Emmy Award in the category of Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series for her role as her sister, Jacqueline. Oh, no, no, that was, I think, um, the her like best friend who was like, listen, Sister Petrea, you're going to make a big... She was like young <laughs> like her. I think she get, kept getting her into trouble as well, like she was her best friend. Yeah. Um, but she lost to Marion Lorne, who won for the role of Aunt Clara on Bewitched. I know you don't know any of this stuff. I used but to it's watch really, Bewitched. Oh, you did? Yeah. Remember old Aunt Clara? Mm-hmm. But she won. She was dead. So they gave her to her posthumously. <laughs> I think I did that right. But um, yeah, so how mad are you when you lose to a dead person? That's yeah. like the worst. And that happens a lot. And people get really upset by that. And the weird part is, is that um, I believe that the Flying Nun was actually based on a book. Okay? That doesn't make any sense. That's maybe why it sounded familiar to me. The Flying Nun? Yeah. Because it's based on a book? book? No. No? No, it just sounds familiar because it's just stupid. (laughs) And um, I think maybe your your daddy told you as a little girl, I used to actually show, this is the way your dad talks, right? Got the Flying Nun and... um, (laughs) I, you know, it was a very good show. And it, uh, a lot of time, I look good. Ooh, is it? Does he talk like that? Not as lazy. Oh, re- oh, you know, I was kind of close? Yeah, a little bit. Really? <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't even... I mean, wait, I'm looking for... Um, where is that? What's it, what, did it, what did I call it? Oh, here it is. This is... Um, 
This is the uh, this is the music from Smokey and the Bandit. That this kind of uh, the movie, the two movies she was in. Eastbound and down, load them up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We got a long way to go and a short time to get there. That's a big difference from uh, the Flying Nun song. Wait, you can see that's only about like a maybe it was like a fifteen-year span, mm-hmm. where or maybe ten years where she was able to, um, you know, get it back to where she would actually win two Oscars. Can you imagine the Flying Nun? Two. Can you imagine the Flying Nun, nun <laughs> winning two Oscars? I mean, that's just so crazy. It's unbelievable. Oh, that's our ending music. I'm sure you're happy. We've been talking for a while. I apologize. How long has it been? Yeah, you don't want to know. We'll go out for dinner now and it'll be great. Yummy. Um, listen, folks, you know, when we meet again, no matter what is going to happen next week, we'll be doing that football show and you will definitely be able to see it somehow, some way. I'll uh, keep you updated. Just watch for my Twitter page and everything should be revealed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I don't know what's going to happen, uh, but uh, I don't know. Hopefully it'll go well and hopefully people will show up because yeah. they do need a live audience. That's the fun. And then if they, people that are showing the YouTube thing see the live audience, they'll be like, oh, let's do it every time. And, you know, so the first one has to be great. Well, I don't know. It will we'll be. See. <laughs> if it's any indication of this podcast, I'm not so sure. <laughs> but Ashley, thank you so much. I'm sorry you were just sitting here maybe being bored. I don't know. No, but it's been great. Thank you for being here so I could tell you the story <laughs> of the horrible time I had in London with my niece. And um, I'm taking my next, my other niece to Paris, I think. And she's going to be a good time. Maybe. I don't know. She thinks she's all that. So I can't really find a niece or nephew that I really, really give a crap about. <laughs> you know? I don't know. So I think I'll just take you everywhere. Yeah. That's usually the best bet. You don't have a problem with that, right? Not at all. Good. Ashley, you're the best. You're the best guest. You're the prettiest. And thank you so much for coming today. We will see you all next time on the Dave Joskow Podcast. See you after the football show. Yeah.